Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. That wonderful sound is uh, my lovely wife introducing us all. <laughs> Getting us ready for believing the ACC with Charlie Ward. Uh, we haven't, we still haven't come up with an official noise nickname for him yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> uh, I, might, I might be no box, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> silent box or something. There you go. We we gotta we go we gonna work this thing out, man. And of course, our special guest today, Ryan Stone from Believe in Tobacco Roll. What's going on, Ryan? How you feeling today, brother? I'm good, guys. Glad to be on with you today. We actually got some uh, some games to talk about this time. So I know, right? <laughs> I know, all right? So, uh, and it's it's been a pretty interesting start to the season, man. I tell you, I um I've um I've been uh, surprised, pleasantly surprised at everything that's been going on. But unfortunately, because of um, the breaking news that took place, um, I guess I don't know. It was a late last night or. Early midday yesterday, we had a uh, breaking news yesterday with uh, Notre Dame, and the Wake Forest game has been canceled due to COVID, uh, to, due to a COVID outbreak. Guys, I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, the canceling of the Notre Dame Wake Forest game because of a COVID outbreak. And it appears uh, it was fans, it was maybe a couple of players, it was a little bit of everything. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, it's actually been postponed. They did announce. Uh, yeah, they did. They yeah. did announce officially a little while ago. Uh, Connor O'Neill, who covers uh, Wake Forest for the uh, the Raleigh News and Observer and the Charlotte Observer, uh, they announced that that game had been moved to December twelfth. Okay. And now that Wake Forest will play Campbell, that game has been moved to October second. Uh, so that game still will be played. Uh, I mean, it, it just kind of seems to be coming with the territory. They're not the they're not the first team to have this happen to them. Virginia Tech's had it happen to them. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, you have to be concerned about that. There's going to get to a point in the season if this continues to happen where the rescheduling is going to become an extreme headache because teams are going to run out of open dates. That is true. Yeah, That's a good point. And um, you know, I think that's just something we've come accustomed to for this year is games being rescheduled um, due to COVID outbreaks. Um, of course, they're testing three times a week. Um, so, you know, one positive test can definitely derail um, a lot of different things as far as, you know, players, contact tracing, um, and then it leads to games. And so it would be interesting to see how uh, they navigate through uh, these waters because just like Ryan mentioned, you know, it's going to come a time where you're going to run out of open dates. Uh, yeah. Try to, you know, put these games and there will be some cancellation of games because of it. Yeah, I, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky thing, man. And and you know, the, the challenge is when you let the fans in um and and even with the students themselves is like you said the contact tracing. You don't you can't really it, it's I mean it, as much as that thing is that's that's amazing technology. But at the same time, I mean, you man, you can't. There's just no way to monitor everybody. So I don't know. It, it but I, but I'm glad Notre Dame was caught it early. I'm glad they, you know, they're able to address it. And so hopefully, you know, this is just a one-off, and everybody will learn their lesson, so to speak, and then we can move forward with uh with the rest of the season. But nevertheless, that's where we are. That's the breaking news of the day. Uh, but let's get into some other good stuff. We've got again rhinestone. From Believe in Tobacco Road is with us, and I am going to jump off here right with Ryan and, and Charlie and get into some good questions here. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, how do you think Tobacco Road has done so far, Ryan? Uh, well, it, 
Uh, it's kind of been a mixed bag, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, UNC, I, I thought the one game, I mean, they got out to a sluggish start, but uh, it, it's been your non-typical offseason in terms of uh, being able to get prepared. I thought when it came time to put the game away in Syracuse, they did a really good job uh, of that in the fourth quarter of that game to win that game 31-6. to six. Uh, As far as, you know, Wake Forest, Wake Forest has a lot of questions to answer. Uh, they, they gave up 42 points to, to NC State and Bailey Hockman, who nobody even knew that Hockman was going to be starting until minutes before, uh, before kickoff because it had been suspected all offseason Leary had been, was going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, so they, they've given up 79 points in two games. Uh, now, the offense looked okay against NC State, but they still got yeah. outscored. Uh, yeah. So that, that's a problem, obviously, for uh, for Wake Forest. I, I will say that with the rescheduling of the Notre Dame game, they've got a little more time to figure some stuff out now because I, I my whole thing was Wake Forest got hit harder by this whole COVID rescheduling than any team maybe in the country with the schedule that they had to play opening up. I mean, Clemson, uh, you know, NC State, then Notre Dame, uh, and then I, I I can't remember who the fourth team on the schedule was before they had to shake things up, but mm. they had a really rough start to the season, and there was really no no light game to kind of figure things out and t- tinker with things. So I do think that helps Wake Forest in a sense. Well, Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay there for a second because that was one of the questions I was going <laughs> to ask you, and I'll ask Charlie: Is this a blessing in disguise for Wake Forest? I mean, you don't you never want to wish anything bad, especially anything like this on anybody. But could this be a quiet blessing in disguise for Wake Forest? They get time to regroup. They get time to really deep dive into the film a little bit and see what's right, see what's wrong, and then maybe make some corrections. What do you think about that, Charlie? Well, I mean, yes. I guess if you can have time to regroup uh, when you when you have time, that that's very good. Um, but the question is, is you know, sometimes it's not about regrouping. Um, you have to have horses to be able to, you know, be able to handle uh, the situation, be able to play at that level. And if you don't, uh, regardless if you, you know, move the schedule back uh, a few few weeks, um, it won't play. It won't be a big, you know, play a big part. But I do believe, um, as Ryan has mentioned, you know, they they offensively, I think they have some things that they can continue to improve upon. But defensively. Um, they struggle, um, yeah. struggle, and maybe you know a couple weeks, a couple weeks to try to find themselves from a defense standpoint. And then again, they may have some guys health. I mean, I, I mean, that's not playing um, as well. I'm not sure about that part, uh, but I know that's something that we're going to face a lot. Um, the teams that have the healthiest group uh, that can uh, keep that continuity as a group. Uh, would definitely be the teams that will prevail this year. Yeah, it, 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 and honestly, it might be <laughs> the entire ACC championship and, dare I say, the national championship may just come down to who can stay healthier longer. Uh, <laughs> you know, not just with, with the, the, the pandemic, but just in general, just simple health um, uh, and uh, keeping your physical body right. Ryan, you mentioned this a minute ago, and I'm going to go back to it here. Uh, Notre Dame, I mean, uh, North Carolina had kind of a challenging uh, opening, but 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 challenging in the sense that they got out to a slow start, not to the, that they weren't able to overcome the opponent. But you've had a chance to see them. Uh, are, do you think they're legit now? Now that you've seen them on the field, do you think they're legit? I, I think the thing that I, I wasn't really the, – the slow start for the offense didn't really concern me. I, I thought that was just uh, you know getting on the same page and, and having some time on the field together. Uh, what did impress me that I, I guess, had the most questions about was their defense. Uh, I didn't know how good they could be defensively. Now, Syracuse, uh, we don't necessarily know what they are offensively. Uh, they haven't looked great. But I thought, at least from a confidence standpoint, uh, it was a very good start for, uh, for North Carolina defensively to, uh, to build on. Uh, and now they've had two weeks off to kind of tinker with some things before their, uh, before their next game. Uh, so I would expect their defense to uh, to improve even more uh, because of that. Uh, I have a quick question, Ryan. Um, who do you think uh, is the best quarterback in North Carolina? Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely uh, how. I mean, I think uh, Sam Howell is the best uh, by by a pretty wide margin. Uh, I don't even necessarily know who I would put second. 
Uh, I think I, from a con- just because I've seen him more than the other guys, maybe Sam Hartman would be second right now. Uh, but I think the, the, you know, Chase Bryce hasn't been bad. Uh, he was a guy that there was a lot of questions about. He's played, he's played okay to this point. He hasn't really been Duke's problem. Uh, and I, I think uh, Bailey Hockman, I mean, that was his first start. He had 191 yards, and they leaned heavily on the, uh, on the run game. So I think, uh, I, I think right now Howell is clearly the, the best quarterback in the state. Uh, probably then Sam Hartman, but uh, there is some debate two to four there, I would say. Um, looking over at uh, a little further down uh, Tobacco Road, I guess maybe a hundred miles or less. <laughs> uh, I really don't know the exact distance, so you can tell me that. I'd love to hear uh, Greg give it to Duke over <laughs> over at Duke. Is it about? I heard it was about ninety miles or something like that. Is that right? It's about ninety from like Wake Forest to Duke. Wake Forest, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I mean Duke, Duke, NC State, UNC are all within like twenty of each other. Yeah, twenty. <laughs> Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm surprised they're not fighting all the time. <laughs> uh, actually, I mean, they, you know, Duke and Carolina are seven miles, nine miles apart, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and, oh, uh, wow. and, that's like, and, so that's around the corner, yeah. basically. Yeah. So I mean, those guys, you know, they they play in when the pro am used to be in Durham all the time. They used to play together in the off season all the time. So those, yeah. those guys, those guys are actually. Uh, better friends than they would probably ever let you. Oh, know. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. You see each other all the time. Yeah. yeah. What 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 do you think is wrong with Duke? Why is it just that they just can't get the players? <laughs> is it just um? What What do you think it is? I, I think this is just a down year. Like I, I think uh, Coach Cutcliffe leans heavily on experienced players and, and this is just the year where you don't have a lot of those for Duke you've got a lot of guys you've got a lot of guys that haven't played a ton I, you know I actually thought you know in the Notre Dame game they played pretty decent I mean they helped they hung in that game they were down by four points going into the fourth quarter now you can maybe chalk that up to Notre Dame it being their opening game to right. an extent but I thought they at least hung in there in that game now the, the Boston College game they looked absolutely off uh, I mean you know coach Cutcliffe came out he took all the blame for that uh, but I think to an extent, like Charlie said earlier, they, they just don't necessarily have the horses. They've got a few a few studs on defense, and that's what's kept them in some games. But uh, as far as, like, offensive playmakers, uh, Chase Bryce doesn't have a ton to work with around him necessarily. Yeah. Charlie, do you, do you agree with, you agree with uh, Ryan on that? It's just They just don't have it. They just don't have the players. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, you know, Duke is one of those schools to where um, you don't have a ton of guys leaving early uh, to go into the NFL draft. And they, they're able to, very similar to like Boston College, uh, they're able to, you know, continue to develop their guys. And they have a lot of seniors um, and juniors uh, playing. And when you, may, when you have some of your better players that are seniors, um, leave, then you're dependent upon some some younger guys to step in, and the talent level may not be there, or the development not, may not be there just yet. And so you have these ebbs and flows with those types of schools to where you'll have a great two years, and then you'll have a drop off until you know you can continue to build. Unless you like, uh, I think it's is it South Dakota or North Dakota State. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those schools where, you know, they're they continue to build and they're playing with seniors and juniors each and every year. Um, and that's the reason why they're successful. So, you know, when you when you don't have when you're not able to bring in some of the top tier athletes as freshmen to where those guys can get some early playing time um, and to be able to help not just getting playing time, but to be able to help, you know, get your team over the top is tough. And so Duke will always be in that position. Uh, from a football standpoint, um, I do believe that they will have great seasons and then you may have a drop-off. Well, listen, you are listening to Believe in the ACC and uh, our guy Ryan Stone is joining us today and we're going to uh, take a quick second here and tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is uh, our, one of our sponsors, and the wait is finally over because football is back. And you might be thinking, 
I can't go to the game. What am I going to do? Well, just because you can't go to the game uh, doesn't mean you can't be in on the action. So you can just go to bet online. Uh, we always check. We're always checking in for the prop bets and the and the uh, uh, the uh, the lines of all the games and this, that, and the other. Uh, I know Ryan is a lover of bet online. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, he uh, he participates in it quite a bit. He's 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 all in. He's probably. Are you up, Ryan? Are you up on bet online right now? Uh, uh, yeah, on the season for college football, I'm I'm up right now. That's that all I'm saying. Go to bet online. He's paying attention <laughs> to the game spread and the totals, the team players, the coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to ways than any place online, and there's always the casino as well because it never closes. So. Head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right. Um, I, you, you guys mentioned something a minute ago, and 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 um, I wanted to, I wanted to jump in on that as well. Um, when you look at North Carolina State. Uh, could they possibly be the sleeper ACC contender? Like, yes. <laughs> are they? Are they? Because now that we've seen them, they they might be better. They're definitely better offensively than I thought they would be. But I wonder. Now I don't know if they can stop anybody because they gave up a lot of points last week. But for sure, they could be in every any game because they got an offense and it's it's coming from everywhere. What do you guys think about uh, North Carolina State as a sleeper ACC contender? Contender? Yeah. Like for, a legit contender. Contender for? What it, <laughs> John, that's it. I hear doubt in your voice, man. I'll just, I'll just try to get some clarity. I doubt in your voice. Uh, you contender for the ACC title. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I, personally, I don't, I don't think so. Not at this time, anyway. I mean, I'm not saying that they can't improve. Okay. On other teams, but. Not at this time. You don't see it. You don't see it. Because when you're talking about being a contender for the ACC, I mean, you, you're talking about uh, Clemson, uh, who's, you know, of course, they're top of the line. They're offense, defense, special teams. Um, you talk about uh, Notre Dame. They're kind of the same boat in some form or fashion. Now you're looking at Miami, who's looking to try to put it together. You know, try to string some some consecutive wins together. Mm. Uh, be consistent in offensive, defensive, and special teams. Special teams they're off, they're off the chain, especially with the new kicker. Um, and you know, North Carolina we talked about a little bit. So when you start talking about a contender, you have to be complete in offense, <laughs> defense, and then the special teams have to be you know somewhat uh, presentable um, and consistent. And I don't think right now, especially after one one game, even though it's you know small samples sample size, but right. you know they just didn't show defensively that they're able to play with those top tier teams, in my opinion. Okay, all right, Ryan, you agree with it? I yeah yeah to an extent I do. I, I think when you say sleeper in this regard, like I think I told you a few weeks ago, Lloyd, when we the last time we were on together, that I, I thought they were they were under underrated in the preseason rankings. I, I thought they should have at least been like a top eight team. I think they were picked like 11th in the ACC or something like that uh, by the media. If I was to call them a sleeper in the sense that I think they could finish like sixth or seventh, like out outperform what they were projected to be, then yes. Uh, now, 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 are they are they competing with the four teams that Charlie mentioned? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think there's much chance of that. I mean, that they're they're too young. They have too many, like too many things to figure out. They have a new offensive coordinator, which obviously that looks good so far. Yeah. Uh, they have a new defensive coordinator. Obviously, there's some work uh, to be done there. Uh, I, I do really. We we talked about bet online, so I'll throw this out there. They're they're a seven point underdog against Virginia Tech this week, and, and Coach Fuente has said he doesn't expect to have his full roster this week because of they, they've had to cancel a game already because of COVID. Uh, so if you're looking for an underdog bet this this weekend, I, I would say I like NC State there on that that plus seven line. Okay, all right. I it, listen. I bring that up because of this and this alone. They are absolutely a very very young team, 
And sometimes that's the advantage because you're too young to know you're not supposed to be able to do this. And so, so maybe you never know. I mean, they may they may catch a couple of teams surprises, uh, catch uh, catch a couple of teams slipping. You, you, I, I'm not saying they're going to win the ACC title by any stretch of the imagination, but but at the same time, I, I I think teams better be aware that they are at least offensively they are there's something that you're going to have to scheme for them. Like it's they got. I think the offense might be legit. So it's going to be interesting to see. One other thing I would say about them, I think they they may not have the best running back room in terms of overall talent, but I think they have the deepest stable of a running back. They had three backs with over 50 yards last week, and two of them uh, just a shade under 100 yards. So I I don't remember. I think they had like eight guys that carried the ball uh, in that game. So I I do think they may have the deepest – uh, stable of backs in the ACC. See, Charlie, and you know you love the running game. You know you love the running game. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I would agree with that um, assessment as far as they did do a good job of running the football um, last week. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would agree with the sleeper pick, you know, with them jumping, um, you know, some spots at the end of the year. Uh, but to what you said, that uh, AC title. I'm just saying. I'm not, I don't think they're going to sleep that much. You know, sleep on folks that much. All right. Sorry, he's not, he's not all in. Not quite all in. Uh, give a shout out real quick. I know a couple of people are watching us uh, record this podcast live. Linda Myers uh, on the Florida State Seminole uh, football. No gators allowed. Uh, Facebook web page and uh, Kelly Patrick on the weekend sports bus. So shout out to both of you. And and there are others watching as well. Shout out to all of you watching us uh, record this live. I I am um, interested also in your, you guys thoughts on Pitt. I know Pitt and Louisville are going to go ahead and we're going to do some pick them game, pick the games here in just a little bit, but just give me your thoughts. This, this Louisville Pitt game, for Louisville, I think it's a critical game because they gotta if they if they have any uh, hope of competing for an ACC title, they, they gotta win this game. They gotta win this game, uh, and so but that Pitt defense uh, seems to be all right. So, what do you guys think about Louisville uh, Pitt? What do you think about Pitt uh, more specifically, and their, and the defense that they're bringing to the game on Saturday? For Pitt's kind of. You know, they've had a solid defense over the course of the last couple of years. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how they handle a, an offense that actually can, can do some things. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, I don't think the offenses that they've played have uh, been uh, what you would consider uh, world beaters. Um, and so I, it'd be interesting to see how they – how they compete this week um, against an offense that has put up some points, has some threats, uh, some quality players um, to where, you know, they're going to put a strain on that defense. And so it'll be interesting to see how they play this week against, you know, Louisville, um, even though they'll be playing at home. Um, I just be interested to see how they, how they compete uh, this week. I, I, I also want to see um, Pickett. I know he's he's a very good quarterback. Um, I want to see him play against a defense that can, you know, I, I think Syracuse kind of gave him some problems. They didn't score up 21 points. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they compete against a team that actually, you know, will get after him on both sides of the football. Right? I, I, yeah, I, I'm like like Charlie, I'm very intrigued to see them play Louisville. I don't know that my, my question is, can Louisville stop anybody, or is Miami that good? <laughs> right. Uh, that, that, that's, that's what I think we're going to find out this weekend. Uh, yeah. Kenny Pickett is actually, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, he is actually – or College Football Focus, uh, he is the second highest rated passer in the ACC so far. Uh, so he's gotten off to a really good start. Uh, he's, you know, he's just a shade under 70%. Uh, as far as completing his passes, his rating is 157.6. Now, granted, mm. he's played Austin P in Syracuse. Right. Uh, so so we, we find out this week uh, just how for real he is. 
I, I think the biggest advantage that Pitt has is I, I do because of the pedigree of that defense and what they've been able to do in the past. I, I do know, I think, that Pitt can stop people. My question is, can Louisville stop anybody? And right. I think that, that will be what kind of determines that game. Yeah, I, I, I think Louisville, there it looks like their season is going to come down to bend and, but don't break in the defense. But they got to not break. And, and with Miami, they broke early. So, <laughs> so they were they spent the whole rest of the game trying to put the pieces back together and make this thing work. So, I if they can if they if they can get some key stops early and make Pitt play from behind, which it seems like that may end up being their their year long strategy, then I think they got a legit chance to win. But but Pitt, but yeah, I agree with Pitt, Pitt's defense seems to be uh, the real thing. All right, guys, I'm ready to do this. I know you are too. Let's. Pick them. Let's play our game. Let's pick them. We got our slate of ACC games for the week. Let's uh, go through the list. And and I want I want to know from you guys because people are going to go to betonline.ag. And yeah, they're going to see those spreads, but they want the experts to tell them where do I put my money. So let's start with um, North Carolina State of Virginia Tech. Who you guys got in that one? So are we doing with the spread or are we just doing uh, we're just doing straight up? Ryan, listen, you're an expert with the spread. I'm a, I'm a straight up guy. So I'm you go with the spread and Charlie and I go. With it. All right, all right, all right. I just need a clarification on that. No, so you didn't Charlie, do it, man. I, but, I, but, Charlie, but Charlie can go ahead and go first. Yeah. Um, well, since Ryan gave us the inside scoop, Virginia. Uh, take and some of their guys not being, I mean, some of the rosters not being at full strength. Um, I'm going to go with North Carolina State on the road. I, I think I think they're on the road um, to to win the game uh, because they have a game underneath their belt um, and Virginia Tech may not be at full strength. I'm not sure who or who's not going to play, uh, but I, I can say if Hooker is playing, they have a chance. <laughs> so yep. Um, but I'm gonna go with uh North Carolina State. All right, right. Well, all right. So on, on the spread, yeah, I, I like I like NC State. Uh, the plus seven. Uh, it, it's it's in Blacksburg though. I, I'm assuming Hendon Hooker is gonna play. Uh, that that's my assumption. I I in Blacksburg. It's one of the toughest places to play in the country. Straight up, I would probably take Virginia Tech. Uh, but I do think on that. Got- you got to remember, Ryan, there's not going to be that many people. This is true. I don't even think they can have fans, actually. Uh, yeah. But, but <laughs> they're going to have those cardboards jumping or something. Uh, they're going to figure – that place is going to yep. figure something out to be loud. They were pumping noise in. They were pumping noise in, yeah. I grew up about an hour and a half away. They'll figure something out. Uh, but uh, but, uh, but I, I think uh, at Virginia Tech – and also, I mean – the, the thing I've noticed, at least in the ACC so far, is the team that hasn't played so far against the teams that have played, the team that hasn't played has fared well so far because they actually have tape to look at. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll go Virginia Tech straight up in that one. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, listen, I, I'm going with Virginia Tech as well. I want As much as I am applauding what a- NC State did and I was the one that came up with the ACC contender question, I think I think the bubble gets popped this weekend. <laughs> so, so I'm going with Virginia Tech as well. All right, our next game, Georgia Tech and Syracuse. Somebody's got to win this one. It's the Dino Babers get his first win this weekend, gentlemen. Let's start with Ryan on this one. Uh, he gets his first win on the spread. Uh, <laughs> That's not what he's looking for, right? I don't think straight up. Uh, but, That's not what he's looking for. He's uh, not looking to cover. I think. Uh, I think eight point because the spread is eight on this, and I think that that's too Ooh. much right now. I I, I have not seen Georgia. I, I I know they beat Florida State, uh, but I, I think Florida State is still just very much heavily trying to figure out who they are under Mike Norville. So I, I don't chalk that up to too much. I think Georgia Tech knows who they are a little more than Florida State at this point. Uh, they didn't look good against Central Florida last week, and they gave up 49 points. I, I know Syracuse has struggled to score. Uh, I, I think Georgia Tech wins the game straight up, uh, but if you're betting it, I would say Syracuse plus eight. So you don't like the plus eight? No, not for Georgia Tech. I think that's too much. I, I, I just uh, Syracuse has 
at least demonstrated they can hang in games. Uh, cool. you know, they lost by 11 last week. And, I mean, it was 10-6 to 6 against Carolina before the fourth quarter. So, they, they have at least demonstrated they can hang in games. Uh, Georgia Tech, I, I just don't know that they're going to win by more than a touchdown in this. All right. Uh, Charlie, what do you think? Um, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Syracuse. Um, one, because they're playing at home. Two, um, as Ryan mentioned, you know, they've uh, been able to, you know, be in games. Um, both of their games have been on the road. Um, I, I know I think, I'm not sure if the new uh, dome is is working is open yet. Um, but I, I I just think they're destined for a win this week because they they've been playing decent, not well enough to win games against two quality teams. Uh, but they've been playing decent enough to be able to hang in a, into a game like with Georgia Tech. Um, and I think they're comparable in a lot of ways, and it'll come down to, you know, who can make the, the most plays. Um, and so I just – I want to see Syracuse win because it hadn't won, and I think they'll work to try to put it together. I, I You know what? The one thing I forgot to mention to both of you is that there is a 9 a.m. start time on this game. Oh, Lord. Which is insane to me. Uh, but, but, uh, I said, why is it at 9 a.m.? I have What's no it? idea. On ESPN 3, it says 9 a.m. Unless, unless that's 9 a.m. Uh, Central I think, I think that's and 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Yeah, it's I, probably that. I think I, well, it says noon on what I'm looking at. So is it Eastern noon? Time. That's what okay, it says. So uh, it might just be – it might be on West Coast time on yours or something. I don't it know. may be a West Coast time. <laughs> maybe, maybe I got to reset my uh, – yeah. you know, <laughs> So I, I was like, 9 a.m., that seems like awfully – wow. <laughs> okay, all right. So it, I think Syracuse is destined as well. I, I'm, I'm going to go Syracuse on this one as well. I know Georgia Tech has, has had a great showing uh, uh, the first week in the upset against Florida – I call it an upset against Florida State. And then last week, they you know, they kind of struggled. But I, I think that's probably who they are. They're going to struggle – a lot of weeks they're gonna and they're gonna play to the competition they're playing against. And I think Syracuse, this could being at home, this could be the one they get. So I'm gonna go with Syracuse on this one as well. Uh okay, let's go with uh Duke and Virginia. Again, somebody's gotta win. So who who you guys got? Charlie, who you got in that one? Uh well I'm gonna go with Virginia. Um, because Duke just hadn't been playing well, and I'm not sure if they're gonna uh you know, find a way to play well on the road against Virginia, even though Virginia hadn't played a game uh, yet. Um, but I do believe that, you know, they have the necessary pieces to be able to uh, beat Duke. Right? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm Virginia and, uh, and minus the five. I, I think that, you know, Virginia's, Virginia hasn't played a game yet. They've been sitting at home for two weeks waiting to play Duke now. So they, they've gotten to watch Duke struggle twice. Uh, yeah. That doesn't bode well for the Blue Devils, in my opinion. Coach Mendenhall is a fantastic uh, defensive coach. Uh, I think he's really starting to build a pretty good program there uh, There at Virginia. It was a huge uphill climb, but he made gigantic steps last year. Uh, and I think uh, I think that they're just going to be too much for uh, for Duke uh, going into uh, to this one on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think uh, Duke is in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I, honestly, I really think Duke is in a lot of trouble. It's th This may be the snowball rolling down the hill at this point because, like you said, Virginia's had plenty of time to look at all the holes, all the weaknesses, all – and you give a, you give any any college offensive coordinator worth his salt that much time to prepare for a team, they're going to be ready. And, and Ryan, you've already – laid out the theory that the team who did who hadn't played yet what is going to be more ready so why should we change that yeah I, I don't think that would be the case most years but it, it's just this this and pandemic this year, year yeah. that seems to be playing out so i'm, yeah. I'm gonna ride that theory with you and go to virginia all right uh I'm, i put this one on the docket because i had to but <laughs> I I kind of get a feeling we all know where we're all going with this with Texas State and Boston College. Uh, are, are we all in agreement? This is probably Boston College getting their win. Uh, yes, 
And if you're talking about a sleeper team, uh, Boston College could be a sleeper team, at least after one week, anyway. Breaking news from I, Charlie Ward. I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Charlie on this. I, I like this uh, I like this Boston College team even even at minus 18, which in a lot of years people would kind of sniff at that with Boston College because they just don't score a ton of points. But I think right. defensively, uh, they will sniff Texas State out uh, and not allow too much. And I, I like this Boston College team. Like last week when they beat Duke, they were a six point underdog going into that game, and and the Boston College Twitter account. They took that after the game. They put plus six and put ha at the end of it on their their Twitter account. Oh, so, so I, oh. I like this. Uh, I like this Boston College bunch. I think they're they're kind of a salty group, and uh, I like that a little bit about them. Boston College hitting <laughs> new levels of petty. I like it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, all right. So the two big games of the week, uh, we got Louisville, we got Pittsburgh, fellas. Who you got? I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, I just think, you know, from an offense and defensive standpoint, um, they're solid enough to uh, to be able to win this game. Louisville, as we talked about, you know, offensively, they put up a lot of points against Miami. Uh, but defensively, they struggled. Uh, just they got lost in the secondary. Uh, the run game, Miami was able to run the football as well. And I just think uh, – Pitt, you know, their defense is solid offensively. I'm still trying to figure out why they can't get a signals, like a man running to the sideline every time. Uh, I'm going to talk that one up. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he's able to, um, you know, make plays. And so I, I'll go with Pittsburgh. Charlie, that has irritated you for, for weeks now. I, I, I noticed you keep bringing that up. Like, like what are they doing? Why can't they do Hey, yeah, I can tell that. I can tell that sticks in your crawl, man. That's not. Man, I understand that old school, but at least, man, you can get a man some signs or some a wristband and give him a number instead maybe, of running him over there to the sideline. That's that's definitely high school. Maybe I need to get a GoFundMe going, get some better headsets or something. <laughs> wow, man. All right, Brian, what do you got in the world of Pittsburgh? That's definitely the uh, the quarterback in Charlie on, on that's that the one. He's getting, getting that man, man. He's struggling with that, bro. He's struggling with that. Uh, I'm I, – I just I, – this is truly a coin flip game to me. I, I, th I do think Louisville is a significantly better offense, but – I just trust that Pitt can get stops, and I, I don't trust that uh, that Louisville can. So, uh, in, at Pittsburgh, uh, I'll, I'll take the Panthers as well. The the homer in me wants to to, to take Louisville uh, simply because I, I love their offense. Um, I thought their offense uh, recovered nicely on Saturday from a, from a slow, slow start and missed opportunities, and and. Kind of started getting it back in it, but it just it was too little, too late at that point. Uh, I don't like them taking that defense on the road so early in the season uh, and having to try to uh, figure some things out on the road just after after only one week, and then back to back huge games like this in a must win. It it it, it doesn't speak well for them. I'm I'm a, the the homer in me wants them to win. But the analyst in me says Pittsburgh at home probably is a safe bet. So I'm, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh on that one. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, uh, bring out the chops. It's Miami. It's Florida State. Gentlemen, we'll save Charlie for last on this one. So, Ryan, who you got in that one? Uh, you mean I got to hurt I got to hurt Charlie's feelings first? <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, we, hey, we pay the big bucks, Ryan, to tell the truth. <laughs> and look, I, I grew up rooting for Florida State. So this, this hurts me too, if I'm being honest. Uh, but uh, I, I got a Miami, uh, even even minus the eleven. I, I just I've been thoroughly impressed with Derek King so far, and I was a Derek King skeptic going to Miami because I watched him struggle before he kind of mailed it in that last year he was at Houston before he decided to transfer. Uh, and I was a Charlie, I was a Derek, uh, Derek King skeptic going into this season, but uh, he won me over last week. I, I will thoroughly say, say that. And uh, yeah, I, I like Miami, Florida state, I think is without coach Norville. 
Uh, still trying to figure out who they are, I think, in my opinion. Uh, they're just uh, – it's a huge uphill battle for, for Florida State this week to me. All right. I'm going to go first, Charlie, because I know you got a lot to say about this game. And, and I know that you're conflicted because you coached De'Aaron King. So, you, so, you're, so the Florida State in you is battling with De'Aaron coaching you right now. So I want to give you time to reconcile your feelings and figure out which way you're going with this thing, all right? Because you got, you got two loyalties going here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually go uh, with the upset. I'm going with the upset here. I think Florida State know they let one slip away, uh, and they should have won that game. I think they've had a chance to sit back in a week and figure out what went wrong, and they and I think they can have time to correct the mistakes. Listen, that defense is for real. It's better than Louisville's defense for sure, and I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be interesting. And again, in a rivalry game. Anything can happen. And I just feel like Florida State is poised themselves. They're not going to be shook by being in Miami. They're not going to be worried about that because there will probably be some Florida State fans in the in the stand. Now, there's not going to be a lot of fans period there, but there will be some Florida State fans there that can cop a ticket, I'm sure. And I just, I just think Florida State, this is the game because Miami's going to be riding that high. Oh, we just put – we just with the Louisville and – I just think this is the trap game for Miami, and I think Florida State wins. All right, Charlie, are you ready? Well, yes, I hope you're correct. Uh, uh, Lloyd, um, on this one, um, I, you know, I, I, there's a robbery, robbery there, and this is a robbery game, which anything can happen. Um, and, you know, of course, I, I'm not picking against Florida State, but – I just have some, um, you know, there, there are some things that Miami at this point have shown um, that they do better. Yeah. Um, and there are some unknowns for Florida State. Uh, defensively, we know that we are, we can, we're, we're pretty sound and we have some um, guys that can get things done. Offensively, we have some guys there, but they didn't show up really and play the way they're capable of playing uh, the first game. Um, whatever it was, I don't know. Uh, but my biggest uh, thing is going to come down to who plays better at the quarterback position uh, because, you know, DJ, uh, D'Eric, however you want to, whatever you want to call him, um, you know, he played well uh, the, the second game, his second game, which I was, you know, I knew he would do because he's capable of playing that way. And the way he plays, his leadership and his style, you know, those guys on that team follow him. And, you know, at Florida State, we've, you know, with JB, uh, James, he struggled in the sense of making plays when he's need to make plays um, and pulling the, pulling the team through. And so um, I know they have multiple options at quarterback, uh, but it's going to come down to who plays best at the quarterback position. And, and so, of course, I'm not going against Florida State, but <laughs> – it's going to be, uh, in my opinion, it's going to come down to, you know, that piece. And then we have question marks that the kicking game, even though that was a strength in our first game, um, and we were hoping that we could get down the field to be able to kick a long field goal to tie it up. Uh, but Miami's kicker has, you know, proven that he's capable of winning games or helping them win games and put points on the board from wherever. And they have confidence in him. Um, I think Florida State has confidence in, in their kicker as well. Uh, but he's kind of unproven. This is his first year uh, being the kicker, you know, field goal kicker or extra point, those types of things, kicker. Um, and I just, like I said, I'm not going against Florida State regardless of what the team looks like. <laughs> uh, but I just know Especially that. Especially against Miami. <laughs> Hey, I want to ask you this, though, Charlie, and I want to ask both of you this real quick, uh, this last question here. Could we see you – because you mentioned the quarterback position. and We all are familiar with uh, Blackman's struggles. Um, could we see Travis on Saturday? If, the, if this starts to kind of get away early and 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 uh, maybe just to galvanize the team, does, does he uh, – 
does the coach uh, throw Jordan Travis in and just see what happens? Because sometimes that's, you know, that's – you never know. I mean, so you need sometimes you need a rallying point. And if something, you know, Miami gets out to an early 14 nothing lead or something like that, you throw Jordan Travis out there, what do you got to lose kind of situation? Uh, what do you think – what do you guys think about that? Well, he definitely is a dual threat uh, quarterback. And I do believe we will see him. I, I have no inside knowledge on that piece. Right, right. But I do believe just from a hunch that we will see him. He played in the first game, and he was just coming back um, from his illness that he had. And so it would be interesting to see, you know, if they give him more opportunities. I just don't like for him to be just a running quarterback. And that's what right. they putting him, you know, putting him in games for. And that's all he's kind of done. Um, and maybe that's where they feel comfortable with him, but I would like to see him do more, yeah. uh, you know, be able to pass the ball when he's in on uh, at least some occasion. He didn't look good. The one pass he did try to throw um, last in the first game. Uh, but I just think he's a better, he's a, he's a better dual threat guy when it comes to being able to run football. Also, he can pass it well enough uh, to be able to keep teams honest and, I do know they have some younger guys uh, that they're they like a lot, but they're still young. And I don't know if you want to put them in that fire just yet. All right, all right, Ryan. There's a lot to answer with that, especially with uh, with Coach Norvell not coaching in this game, uh, because does does whoever whoever is I already I haven't paid attention to who is actually coaching for Florida State as far as who's operating as the head coach on Saturday night. Okay. Uh, so I don't know that that person even has the – do they even have the clearance to put him in the game if they're – you know, if they fall behind, if it isn't schemed out. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. if, they have, if they have schemed out stuff for him to be in the game, like as far as certain packages and certain, certain sets of downs and things like that, then yes. I mean, I think you, you see him. But if you're not playing him because this is a rivalry game and you don't want him to – lose confidence in a game like this. I, I wonder, like, if you make that call or, or if Coach Thompson uh, even has the, the clearance to make that call because you don't want to hurt uh, a young kid's confidence uh, in a game like this, uh, particularly if it's already out of hand. That, that would be the question I ask. Well, uh, Jordan Travis is a, uh, was a registered sophomore. Yeah. So uh, he's been around for a few years. He's a transfer from Louisville. That's right. Uh, but, um, of course, Norvell has been in all the Zoom meetings with yeah. the coaches and the players. And so whatever happens, he's not that kind of guy where it's just, you know, off the cuff where they just yeah. do things. All the stuff, most of the stuff that's going to happen has already been planned out. And that's just the way he is. Um, and that's the reason why he'll be successful um, at Florida State. Um, you know, in due season. Uh, so whatever happens, they've already kind of schemed out and planned out. And Dillingham, who's the offensive coordinator, uh, will probably call – he will call all the plays. Um, you know, I think – I'm not sure what his role is on game day uh, when Coach Norvell is there. Uh, but I know now he will call all the plays on Saturday. And I think he's capable of doing that. Um, you know, Coach Norvell – course is the guy who normally makes all the calls or mo the majority of the calls and uh, but I, I know they've been doing a lot of zoom meetings and talking through a lot of different things so whatever they're doing they'll have a plan to be prepared to play multiple guys if, if needed but I hopefully you know JB can get it done and then they can throw in Travis as a you know offset to what they're what they're doing or, or give them a different look if they need that uh, to be able to, you know, help with the running game. Um, that's the one thing with, with DJ. Um, I know last week, you know, they were gearing, gearing up. They had a spy uh, for him, someone that could possibly run a linebacker. And that just takes another guy to coverage. Um, yeah. you, know, you rush four guys and you have a guy that's sitting there watching the quarterback. Now you've just taken one guy out of coverage um, and that's kind of what you want um, as an as a quarterback. You want to take one guy that's re that's responsible for you, 
And if you can get that guy to coverage, now you can take the best matchups. Yeah. I, let me let me ask Charlie. Do you start Travis? Is my question. Not not in terms of like the typical starter, but do you throw him out there on the first series to see if you can maybe try to catch Miami off guard? No, I don't know about the first series. Well, I mean, if they do that, it's not going to hurt him. I mean, he's it's not like he's going to go out and do something to hurt the hurt the hurt the uh, offense. Um, yep. And so they have confidence in putting him in. So if they do start him, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but it's not going to hurt hurt the offense in any form or fashion by starting. It's going to be an interesting uh, game. I, 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 I'm. I, listen, I, I fully expect all hands to be on deck because I th- this is a, this is a game they gotta win uh, if they want if they if they want any you know type of momentum for this season and and um, man that you can't come up with a better game to galvanize a team for the entire season than this game. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that one. Should be a fun ACC. Weekend, Ryan Stone, we appreciate you so much, man, for jumping on with us and making your picks. Your expert bet online uh, <laughs> picks, we appreciate that um, so much, man. Charlie, you got any parting words for us, man? Hey, I want to know if Ryan is a uh, is a is a is a cowboy. Am I a cowboy? What do we mean by that? Oh, because Ryan Stone cowboy. No, no. Really, I, I, you've heard that one before. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. Uh, I did live in. Uh, I did live in Oklahoma for a couple of years, but, uh, but, but, but no, the cowboy thing never, uh, never caught on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Man. That is awesome. Listen, guys, it's been it's been awesome today. I appreciate you both. And uh, we will do it all over again very, very soon. Charlie, I will see you again on next Tuesday, and we'll uh, recap a great ACC weekend, man. Always willing. All right. <laughs> well, guys, you've been listening. we say? I said hopefully we can get, get some of these games uh, uh, played. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 No, more can- no more cancellations. No more cancellations. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Guys, you've been listening to Believe in the ACC. I'm Lloyd Spence. That's Charlie Ward, our special guest, Ryan Stone. And we'll see you uh, next week for, uh, for another episode. Thanks. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network. Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms, and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.